Welcome back, Statesman viewers, to another episode of the Statesman Sports Spotlight. We've run into some scheduling issues, so I've got my assistants here to help make me look better. Matt Howling and Kenny Spirell, you guys probably remember them. Say hello, gentlemen. Hello. How's it going? Basically, what we're here to do today is the exact thing that we did back in the fall time, back in November. Just going to give you a little bit of a, a recap, a, an overview, so to speak, of uh, what's going on right now in the uh, sporting world of Stony Brook University. So, uh, Matt Howell and I'm going to throw this one over to you. So, obviously, you've done a lot of coverage this year for the hockey team. Wound up not being a great year for them. I feel like we sort of jinxed them. They've made the uh, the ACHA National Tournament 21 times the last 22 years coming into the season. First year we start covering them and they miss the uh, the national tournament. Finished the year ranked 18th, so it's not like they were unranked. It's not like they had a bad year, but obviously, you know, an unfortunate uh, turn of events, some injuries, a surprise transfer in the middle of the year kind of relegated them to some uh, some untimely losses and that plummeted them through the both the ESCHL standings and the ACHA national rankings. So they missed the tournament. But however, this weekend, they do still have the conference postseason tournament. Top six teams of the eight teams in the ESCHL made it. So uh, they right now are the four seed in that tournament this Friday, which uh, they will be taking on the Delaware Blue Hens. Now, they had no trouble with Delaware in the regular season this year, swept them. Did they sweep them twice? Were they 4-0 against them? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, the last time those two teams faced off was here in Hawpaw at, at the ranks, middle of January, the 14th and the 15th in Stony Brook. Both, both games just had their way with Delaware, did whatever they want. If they wanted it, they were going to have it. Uh, so, Matt, I mean, just shed some some insight. I mean, who are some players for Stony Brook to look out for? And, and how exactly do they go back to back and win their second straight ESCHL postseason tournament? I mean, if they're going to go back to back, it all starts with Matt Vekazikov. I mean, he's been he's been the best player on the team all year. Every time I talk to head coach Chris Garofalo, he has nothing but good things to say about Kazikov. <laughs> um, even when there's been times when the offense has struggled, he he will keep them single handedly in games. And um, with all the injuries that they had on defense, also he's had to, some tough circumstances, also, but he's kept them in games and. Um, also look for um, Devin Pepe, the ca- captain. He, I'm sure he wants to go on a high note before um, he graduates. And but a lot of seniors like Rob Stefano as well, I think he's going to lead this team. And uh, offensively, I think the key piece is Matt Minerva. Mm-hmm. Um, now with Avizov gone, Matt Minerva is their main man on offense. The offense runs through him, and if they want to repeat, he's got to play a big role. Um, and I think they should handle Delaware, but then it all comes down to they'll, they'll play Niagara. And from two weekends ago now, Niagara, they – they quite honestly, they beat them. They beat them really bad. Um, yeah, ten to um, one and five to yeah, one. Neither two, game close. Yeah, it was not good. Um, yeah, they applied the pressure all weekend. So if they're able to get Delaware, which they will, they most likely. Um, and then if they they're able to give Niagara a run for their money, who knows? Um, because they 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 split Pittsburgh, so they have the they have they more than have the ability to take this tournament right earned points in both games against pittsburgh a dominant win on uh on on saturday overtime loss on sunday but yeah i mean this is a team i i understand that you know maybe the morale is a little bit lower but think about the program think about the history of the program it's a team with a winning culture right um you know chris garofalo has won a lot of games in his career like we said they they won the postseason conference tournament last year as well as finishing first place in the regular season so it's not like 
it's not like they haven't done this in recent memory. Uh, they're the defending champions. Uh, it's just unfortunately this postseason series, other than a trophy and some pride, it really has no stakes. You know, this is a team that came in chip chasing, and this is not the chip That's that they were hoping. No, but great point you made with Matt Minerva. You know, first of all, we we should say that the the surprise transfer I was alluding to earlier was Brandon Avizov, uh, always playing on the right wing this year back in the first half, and he was an automatic two points per game, automatic goal. Best skater on the team, uh, hat trick specialist, great passer. He he really he had no business transferring out. The whole team is really not happy about it, and that left them shorthanded. And then, as you said, Matt Minerva, left winger, played a lot of center in the yeah. second half. He's been in and out of the lineup. You know, he's been hurt. He got hurt twice. He suffered a shoulder dislocation. Came back. Was having a monster series against Delaware and sprained his ankle. Uh, but every time he's healthy, man, he just grinds out points, scores a goal every game, you know, good passer, creates creates shots for his teammates. He's a hellraiser on offense, and I, I would have to agree that he's probably going to be the centerpiece. Um, sleeper baller is Greg Barnich, their first-line center for just about the whole year. He's been dealing with not a significant injury, but a nagging injury. Um, uh, from what I remember, it's a knee um, he's been in and out of the lineup, but he's another guy who averages over a point per game when he's healthy, you know, scored that clutch goal against NYU earlier in the season in their home opener. And then of course against uh, Manhattanville in that exhibition, they were up to nothing. Then they squandered it and fell behind three, two in the third period only for Barnish to tie the game. So he's got that, uh, that clutch factor. I would keep your eyes out on Pepe Minerva and Barnish, like you said. Philip Pomianic did come back from a uh, from a knee sprain and and he's another good player, another good uh, winger. Maybe look out for him. He's like done after this. This is his uh, his his fifth year. He's a grad student, so so he won't be coming back. So maybe he wants to end his his hockey career on a higher note. I know Devin Pepe. The plan is for Pepe to come back next year. So maybe this isn't the end of the road for him. As the team captain, as the little brother of the previous team captain, he probably wants to follow in Brendan's uh, footsteps and lead this team to a uh, to a postseason tournament victory. So obviously, again, like we said. It all depends on what they can do on Friday, right? Opening puck drop is what, Matt? 3 p.m., 6 p.m.? 7 p.m., okay. Third time's a charm. If they beat Delaware, which they should, they go and face Niagara, and that's that's no easy matchup. So, so we'll see. Single elimination, three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We'll find out on Sunday. Now, let's throw this one over. We're going to preview another postseason tournament here. This one, NCAA style, not ACHA style. Uh, the men's basketball team, first year in the CAA. Uh, I would like to make this all dramatic and be like, oh, they made the tournament in their first year in the CAA, just like the women's soccer team. But of course, that's not how basketball works. Every team makes the basketball tournament, men's and women's. So uh, Stony Brook men's basketball, 10 and 21 in the regular season. Horrible. Horrible regular season. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be nice about it. Um, it was. It was an eight and twenty one against Division one opponents too. So keep that one in mind. There was a win against a JUCO team. There was a win against a D three team. So it was its worst regular season in fifteen years. Uh, that loss on Saturday to Charleston was its worst loss in. It was sixteen years, I believe. Two thousand five. Uh, no, that's my math's bad. Eighteen years. It's. I keep forgetting. It's twenty twenty three now. 
I'm still living in 2019, quite literally. But uh, men's basketball, 10 seeded this Saturday. They go down to Washington, D.C., where the tournament is being hosted, and they will play the seven seeded North Carolina A&T Aggies. Kenny, take it away. You are Mr. Men's Basketball. Yeah, like you said, it's it's a bit anticlimactic, like, you know, playoff matchup, but it's like there's 6-12 and 12 against CAA competition. Yeah. It's, it's kind of bittersweet, but... You know, they do have a chance to get out of the first round right. uh, against NCAT. You played them twice in the regular season. Uh, first time led for over 32 minutes of the game uh, and then squandered it at the end. But then played them again at home and won by 10. Mm-hmm. The key in the game for Stony Brook is they're going to have to slow down. NCAT plays at, I think, the third highest pace in the league. They put up 60 shots a game. They don't play defense. They're just going to shoot. Cam Woods just announced today that he made an all-CAA second team. Mm -hmm. He's one of the top scorers in the league. I think he's fourth. And then Marcus Watson, um, he's 10th in the league in scoring. Those two guys are going to put up a lot of shots Mm -hmm. in a press conference with with head coach Chino Ford uh, of Stony Brook. He basically said, like, we got to play him tough on defense. We got to get in the grill. But... A lot of it is going to be luck and just hoping that they they miss shots because there's not much you can do to slow those two guys down. Yeah. NK has a lot of other talent on the roster. Uh, Demetra Corton, Duncan Powell was just uh, selected to the uh, CAA All-Rookie team. Mm-hmm. You know, so it'll be it'll be a tough matchup, but it's a winnable matchup. Right. For Stony Brook, it begins and ends with Tyler and Frankie. Yeah. Uh, Stevenson Moore. Yeah, Tyler, Tyler Stevenson yeah. Moore and Frankie Colicelli. They both need to play well. I feel like this season it's been kind of a lot of one or the other. Yeah. Um, you know, either Tyler has a good game and yeah. If both have have a have a good game, then um pretty much guaranteed a win. But I don't know if we've really seen that this season. Steven Samore was uh selected to the LCA third team today. Right. I think Frankie might have been snubbed because uh, he's I think he's right there with Tyler. Led the right there. led the whole conference in total rebound and com- defensive rebound. Yeah, okay. led the conference in uh yeah rebounds per game nine point two, uh, which is just behind Tyler in scoring. Uh, but I digress. <laughs> um, yeah, they're gonna both have to show up and be big uh, for them. Tyler's been a little banged up towards the end of the season, and then somebody else is gonna have to step up. Um, yeah. Whether that's uh, Toby Onyeko, um, you know, we can expect Keenan Fitzmorris to have a a solid game. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's been probably been their most consistent. He's been he's been very consistent throughout the year. Um, but we do see these flashes where or he'll have, you know, 15, 9, and two blocks. Mm-hmm. You know, if if he can do that, that'll be big. Yeah. But somebody is gonna have to step up outside of the two captains. Toby has been he's been good towards the end of the year. You know, Keenan's been consistent. I think the biggest X factor is going to be Keenan Sarvin. You know, if his shots go down, then he's he's lethal. Yeah. When they're not going down, he's going to keep taking them. Yeah. And he's going to be, it's going to be detrimental. Yeah. Yeah. 6'10 power forward, plays like a two guard. I would like to throw maybe one more X factor in there, and that would be Tanaj Petway. Tanaj, of course, and we just interviewed Tanaj yesterday, gave that one to uh, one of our freshman writers, Cameron, so keep your eyes open for a profile there. But uh, but Tanaj is a good player. He's been their sixth man for the majority of the year, and it's been out of necessity. 
you know, he was, uh, I mean, when you, when you talk to Geno Ford before the season began, it was, you know, the guard, the guard depth chart was probably Aaron Clark, Dean Knoll, Tyler Stevenson Moore, Jared Frey, or Jared Fry, rather, then Kane Roberts, then Toby, then Tanaj, right? So, I mean, what would that make him the seventh guard in the rotation? And now all of a sudden, Tanaj is the first guy off the bench. Sometimes he starts and he's been really consistent. You know, he's, I'm not gonna, it's weird because it's not like he's a superstar. It's not even like he's a star yet. He doesn't really do one thing poorly. He's a good shooter. He's a good three-point shooter. He's a good free throw shooter. He's physical, right? He could score around the basket. He's a good defender. I mean, you think that has been uh, the yeah. best aspect of his game is. I, I yeah, I think I think he's the best on-ball defender on the team. Yeah, um, and also off the ball, he's one of those like Patrick Beverly kind of guys where he's just gonna pat. He's gonna be a pest, you know, on, on inbound passes where the other team like isn't even thinking like anybody's in the area. Like he's there. Yeah, he just does those little things that like I just I just love to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good player. And, um, uh, but he'll, yeah, he'll be really important. And I think one of the important aspects of his game is that he performs when the lights are brightest. Yeah. He's been really good in the clutch this year. Yes, he has. And, yeah. you know, according to the first two matchups against NCAT, it's safe to assume that it's going to be tight. Yeah. Hopefully. Right. Um, and, you know, if it if they do get into one of those late games uh, situations where they need you know, Tanaj, he's not one to really create his own shot. You know, if somebody, if say Tyler drives the lane and somebody doubles off the corner, you can count on Tanaj to hit that shot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and also underrated aspect does not show up in the stat sheet because there is no stat for it. Hustle. I think Tanaj Petway has the best hustle on this team. And that's the team with Tyler Stevenson Moore, who is a known hustler, mm-hmm. right? So I, a lot of loose balls, he'll sprint for, dive for. Uh, I've seen him save a couple balls going out of bounds this year. It's not just a good player, man. And and I really would not count him out. I think if Stony Brook wins this game and advances to the next round, which would just be the next day on Sunday, you're probably going to see a decent stat line from Tanaj Petway. Now, even if that's six points on two or four shooting, that he's he did something there. You know, he was productive enough for them because he's been their only bench piece really doing anything this year. Leon Nahar has come on of late, but he hasn't gotten a whole lot of burn. So, you know, we can't really credit or discredit Leon. Although I do actually think Leon's going to be a really good yeah, player in the I future. Think, yeah. But but for for right now, it's, it's you know, going to be that. Onyeko, Stevenson Moore, Policelli, Sarvan, Fitzmore, it's going to be that rotation. And obviously Kane Roberts, you know, I'm not going to consider him an X-factor. I was surprised today to see that he actually shot 37% from deep. I didn't know that because he hasn't shot the ball this year. He's been good from three. but uh, Uh, That's kind of all the scoring that he does do. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's another guy that's hit some some big shots late in games, you know, when when he's open. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes he takes, you know, some off the dribble that I don't really love. For him, at least. That third wheel is going to be, it could be anybody, essentially, is what we're trying to say. Could be Fitzmorris, could be Petway. Who knows? Could be Leon Nahar. It could be anybody. Yeah, and you also have to take into account the the morale of the team, because you know last three games of the season, granted it was against the three best teams in the conference, but three losses. They haven't won since uh, William and Mary on um, the sixteenth. Don't know the date of it. I believe it was February sixteenth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a couple of weeks that they haven't won a basketball game. Yeah. 
you know, coming off a 40 point loss, uh, yeah, fifth worst off. loss in school history. So, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what uh, what the boys are made of. But again, they've got a chance. They've beaten this team once before, should have beaten them twice before. So, who knows? It would mean a lot to both Gino Ford and Sean Helbrin, the athletic director for the men's basketball team, to win its first ever CAA postseason yeah, game. Gino can keep his job. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, you know, fingers crossed. We like Gino here. Yeah. All right. So, now transitioning to. The other basketball team here on campus, uh, the women's basketball team, much more successful team, obviously. But, um, you know, every time this season they've gotten a chance to take the top spot in the CAA, and they've gotten within a game of first place several times. They then lost the next game, and every time it was a game they had no business losing. Maybe with the exception of that first, who blew them out, Towson, or whoever that was earlier in the season. Outside of that game... Um, you know, they, 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 they've lost some, uh, some, I'm not going to call them layups, but they've lost some games where they should have probably put the game away and it maybe shouldn't have been as close as, as it was to begin with. I mean, obviously this past Sunday was dreadful. Yeah, uh, They should have beat Delaware. Yeah. I, I mean, Delaware is not as good. Uh, you know, the, the women's basketball team is not, well, actually both basketball team struggled over there this year in Delaware but the women's basketball team there struggled this year mightily and uh and Stony Brook put up a uh a 284-166-36 uh triple slash against them so that's really bad you know this week is their last regular season week their their uh, tournament is one week after the men's uh they're on the road got a pair of games they got one tonight that Matt Allen is covering uh just Matt I mean what 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 are you seeing out of the women's basketball team right now what do you think we can expect from them moving forward as the CAA tournament you know creeps up on us um personally I like to see them tonight to another big game where Towson who are tied with them right now for I believe a tie in third place now because MCAT jumped them actually so Stony Brook has like we've touched on that word blown but they've given away some games where they could have really climbed the standings and could very well be easily in first place right now the CAA so tonight they play Towson um they beat them the first time pretty comfortably after kind of a sloppy first half and they literally cleaned it up then they will finish up at Monmouth. If they're able to win these two games, they'll be in a nice position in the hands of the tournament. And another big question is, we still do not know the status for Pitt, Pittman. That'll be, if if he's hurt and they don't have it for the tournament, that is a big loss. Yeah. Now, Sharice, I mean, we look, and we love Gigi. Sharice we love Annie. That was holding this team, this team together this year. Yeah, exactly. Sharice has been their most consistent player. Dare I say best player. Uh, I mean, she's it's not crazy. Is it? No, it's not. She's a monster. I mean, look, she's a sophomore, first year Seawolf, right? She she was in the CAA already. And she was playing for the James Madison Dukes last year. Uh, Ashley Langford, Sonia Brooks head coach, who was an assistant there at James Madison for a while, recruited Sharice to come play for them. So she recruited her again to come play at Stony Brook. And that move has paid dividends. Come to think of it, Coach Langford made a couple of moves in uh, the transfer portal that have come to pay dividends. Day-Day Allman's been awesome for them. Marla King. I mean, come on. That's, yeah. Is there a better defender on the team than Marla yeah. King? And this is a good defensive team. Well, third worst scoring defense in the conference. Okay. That's I can't, I can't just I can't just be biased and and not call it what it is. That they're they're tenth or they're eleventh in scoring 11th. defense. But on ball, you know, they 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 force a lot of tough shots. They have a lot of great games. Their, their issue is consistency because yeah. like the next game they'll come out and allow yeah, those numbers points. a little bit skewed. A couple of really bad performances obviously really bumped those numbers up a little bit. 
I wouldn't personally, I don't think they're the 11th worst defensive team in, in the CAA, but yeah. if they're able to shape up those problems that they've had in them for the tournament that they could easily go on a run and win the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're one of those teams where if they need to play defense, they will. <laughs> um, but if they don't need to, then they can kind of, you know, lollygag a little bit. But I mean, Annie... But Annie is perfectly emblematic of that. Yeah, exactly. I think she's kind of like a like a James Harden kind of person, where <laughs> it's like when I hope they she's need, not listening. When they need to play defense, <laughs> you know they will. You've seen it. You Annie has had yeah. you know in late game like they need to stop some great defensive possessions. Yeah, I mean even last week uh, when they were playing, uh, if I if I were a good editor, I'd remember. But they were they were losing uh, to Hampton, right? They were losing to Hampton. And it wasn't really close. I mean, they were they were down by thirteen at the half. There was a there was a lid on the basket, we'll say. But there were also, um, I guess, they had some uh, some buttery hands that day too, buttery fingers. Uh, a lot of turnovers, a lot of missed shots early, and obviously, when you're doing that, you need the defense to to set up the offense, get some takeaways, some fast break opportunities, and that's exactly what Annie and Day Day did. You know, they they Annie wound up with seven steals that game. Forced a lot of balls to hit the scores table, scooped up a lot of loose balls and turned them into points. That's what Annie does. That's that's really what the whole team does, you know. And when you look at it like one by one, okay, Gigi Gonzalez, good defender. Annie Warren, good defender. Dayday Almond, good defender. I would consider Dayday a good defender. Yeah. Marla King, very good defender. I would I would call her their best defensive player. I, and then, I would too. And then Sharice is I mean, we know what Sharice can do. So yeah. so you know, I trust them. You know, I, I'm sorry for sounding so negative while introducing them earlier. No hope is lost. I think that this team, once the tournament starts, once everybody's back to being 0-0, I think our team, I think the Stony Brook women's basketball team is probably the second leading favorite to win the conference tournament. Yeah, I think they're, the biggest question for them is going to be their depth. Yeah. Especially if Sharice isn't playing. Because, yeah, right. You know, yeah. yeah, They're already without Nari Mar Vargas already Reyes. Down, yeah, Nari Mar Vargas Reyes. I mean, Shamarlo has been awesome. Uh, being you know thrust into the starting lineup I think uh, I'm pretty sure she was originally a guard yeah uh, this might have been her first time playing forward but I mean she fits right in she's yeah. what six foot six one yeah you know she's strong she has long arms yeah. Uh, she, yeah I think she's been their best defender this year and she's got some offensive game you know she, yeah she a two-way yeah she's had a, a they got five two-ways he's her spot she's yeah. had a couple of real good <laughs> shooting nights but yeah, I mean, I it it really just depends on if if Sharice Pillman plays. Yeah, absolutely, because we know they're not getting Nara Mar Vargas right yeah. back. I mean, as as good as 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 Knighty is, right? Very good rebounder, good shooter, can stretch the floor, knocks down her free throws. She's been quote unquote day to day since like early December, yeah. and when a coach tells you that they're day to day. That's usually the first indicator that they're not coming back anytime soon. But when it's been two or three months, yeah, yeah, that's what she said about Sharice. Yeah, that's that's not uh that's 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 not encouraging, and it didn't look encouraging either. I mean, Sharice yeah, needed yeah. help off the yeah. off the floor. So, um, so I would personally expect um Lauren Fillion to step up and play a bigger role in this team now. Yeah. Um, in the limited time I've seen her play, I've been impressed with, even though it's only been some sparingly um playing time. I've been very impressed with her play so far this year. Yeah, I think she's pretty good too. And obviously, Khalees Corley. I mean, without Sharice, uh, they're they're going to be playing without a five if Sharice isn't there. Like, let's get that out of the way right now. There will be no center. There will be three guards and now there will probably be four guards and one forward. And the forward is Marla, who's a guard by trade. So yeah. so it would probably be Khalees Corley in at the three. And then, I guess, I mean, Dacia's five, nine. Maybe you play her at the 
is Daisha going to be doing opening tip off? I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe we see like like Liz Fields. Liza Field, yeah, may, um, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I never she, really thought gotten, about that. She's gotten spot minutes here and there. So, I mean, if they if they really need somebody to play center, then, you know, she can do it. Tallest one on the team, six she's foot three. three. So, look, only time will tell. We'll find out tonight, and then we'll find out again on Saturday. Maybe Cherise sits out tonight and gets the extra day off Friday and comes back Saturday. Who knows? Maybe they save her for the tournament. Maybe she doesn't play the last two games. Um but yeah, so that's it for the winter sports, because though it is the spring semester, those are the winter teams. I'm going to transition this now into the spring sports season. Um, women's lacrosse is good. Okay, next team, men's lacrosse. No, I mean, really, do we have to elaborate? Men, women's lacrosse is, is the sixth the best team. They're, they're only the sixth best team in the uh, country, not conference, in the country, as they've been for the past... 10-ish years, something like that. Joe Spelina, probably one of the two or three best head coaches in the oh, entire yeah. United States. Uh, Kalen Hart, probably going to go All-American again. Ellie Macera, probably going to go All-American again. Claire Levy, stud. Haley Dillon, stud. Haley Ducknowski, beast. I'm sure I'm missing a lot of people. I mean, Kelsey Lonegro scored her first two oh, goals. Yeah, that's the thing about last a night. team that's this loaded is that... Yeah. You know, you could go through their their top ten uh, players and still be missing some really uh, really talented people. So yeah, there's some freshman protege who haven't even debuted yet. Like yeah. we, they've been singing the praises of Jaden Donnelly, who went to high school with me. She hasn't played yet. So two freshmen made their debuts last night and both scored in their debut. Mm-hmm. Kylie Budke and uh, and I'm forgetting the other one, but but um, they're set. They're all set. They have another game uh, tomorrow at number nine Stanford. Uh, obviously that's going to be a huge game. It's another top 10 team. It's the highest ranked team they've played so far and a loss would, um, lower them in the standings. So not in the standings rather in the rankings. Mm-hmm. So that is a big game. Uh, having said that, if you've followed Stony Brook women's lacrosse, even just box score scouting, you wouldn't be concerned with anybody who they play, even if it's number one UNC. What I find really interesting is that like with the move to the CAA, it's really important for every team at Stony Brook, except for women's lacrosse. Yeah. Like when we were doing the previews for everybody else, you know, the same question kept popping up about first year in CAA. It's a tougher conference. You know, what are you going to do to uh, to overcome that? We didn't ask Joe Spelina. No, that. what's the point? No, and he's already penciled them in with the, at least the at-large Spelina, bid. Yeah. <laughs> Not that he didn't care the CAA, but he yeah. said we're, we're focused on the national champion. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter. Exactly. No, They're it doesn't. They're not going to lose yeah. a game in conference. No, it doesn't. And if they do lose a game in the conference guess what they're still going to get an at-large bid and they're probably still going to get the automatic bid oh no five and one in conference play oh no no they're they're fine they're they're gonna be right back where they were last year and the question is is will they get over the hump it's not an easy hump to get over yeah they Will it be the year they finally get past those quarterfinals and finally make it into yeah. the next round yeah hopefully finally make it past you and sweet yeah yeah or maybe someone helps that domino fall and they don't have well, to face lots that. of tests and the i mean just look at their schedule that the remaining they have played northwestern are currently five syracuse are six and Rutgers were seven so joe splina scheduled plenty of really tough games on the regular season that are going to help tune them up for the tournament yeah well right now as of now women's across here is sixth they started the season sixth rose to fifth 
won and then went down because whatever mm-hmm. and then they won 19 to 3 yesterday and we're up 10 to 1 before the second quarter began but it was against a bad team i don't know if that's going to do them any favors it's not like they're going to go up before tomorrow's game that's yeah. not how weekly polls work so whatever we'll see i'm um, not concerned they usually take care of business now as for men's lacrosse Originally, this podcast interview was supposed to be with head coach Anthony Gallardi, who I will be speaking to tomorrow. So that episode will come out next week. So uh, keep your eyes open for that. Uh, He's a great guy. That's why I want him on the podcast, man. Very charismatic. Very cool. Um, And why wouldn't he be? He's a good coach with a good record. Look at his year to year records. Stony Brook men's lacrosse is really good, man. Uh, I I understand that they're not in the quarterfinals every year, uh, but Long Island is big on lacrosse and uh, Stony Brook does not disappoint uh, and obviously with how good the women's team is there's a lot of room for the men's team to disappoint but they don't Gallardi keeps them in check and he's got a really good team right now yeah. they're 500 they're two and two maybe that's not as impressive on paper but then look at those two losses right so they open up the season at Rutgers yeah. who was 10th in the nation when they yeah, played them yeah and they lost 11 to 7 to them so low scoring game they held Rutgers to 11 goals Jameson McLaughlin had 23 saves in that, that game stupid yeah it was it was it was stupid he, he's great and then you have perhaps the best scorer in the CAA with Dylan Palinetti who's yeah. never not scored yeah so I mean I don't he redshirted at whatever non-Stony Brook College as yeah. a freshman come on he wasn't good enough to play okay whatever I'll take that Stony Brook native yeah quite a quite a three-year homecoming it's for, been for him for reference Dylan Palinetti is so good that he scored four goals on Sunday and I didn't even interview him yeah what was the I point mean, yeah maybe that's on me for being a bad reporter <laughs> but I felt as though it's like yeah you know another day at the office yeah, oh yeah. Rom struck out 10 batters yeah. oh got 20 points yeah so, you know, a big reason why you didn't have to interview Dylan is because he's got two teammates who both dropped the hat trick that day. Uh, paired graduate student transfers, uh, Jonathan Huber from St. John's, their all-time leading scorer, correct, yeah. Kenny? Right. And then and then another Long Island boy, LIU's like Balin. And Balin is off to a faster start than Huber is, but they've both been outstanding. Yeah. Um, and then you you throw them in with Noah Armitage, who was good last year, and he's taking the, the next step this year. He got a bigger role, obviously, with Kevin Mack gone and, and guys like that. And he's really stepped up um, outside of them. You know, I the defense has sometimes been good, sometimes not. Uh, Preston Kroll's a good player. Uh, Christian Loud's a good player. They, they've been making plays. Uh, Dan Newton. They've got a they've got quite a good team and they've won two games in a row in rather convincing fashion. They handled Air Force. They smacked Air Force 15 to 8. That was a blowout. And then and then they they beat Sacred Heart pretty good too. I understand that the fourth quarter made it a little bit closer, but yeah, uh, it was, uh but the score was also closer than the game was. Uh, Stony Brook it, it got a little scary, but if if you were watching the game you could tell that, you know, Stony Brook was the superior team. Yeah. Like you said, Balin's been awesome. He had hit four goals against the uh, Air Force, and then he had a hat trick against Sacred Heart. Uh, Huber's been awesome. Palinetti is Palinetti. Armitage was the the breakout guy of last year um, when we did uh, the season preview for the 2022 season. Yes, yeah. um, uh, Coach Bellardi, uh, you know who do you think is going to be the the breakout guy of this season? And he said, No, Armitage and nail on the head yeah and he's uh he's and he's been really good this year too um well Matt anderson oh yeah how did i forget him yeah the graduate player matt anderson 
Yeah, I mean, th- this is a deep team. I'm not going to say it's as deep as it was last year, but this is a deep team, good enough. It was receiving votes at the start of this year and, of course, at the end of last year, too. Mm. Um, obviously, after losing to – somehow, I don't know why, but they actually, like, stopped receiving votes after losing to Rutgers. That was a little silly. I mean, they mm. played Rutgers really competitively. And then the next game they lost was Penn State, who has a great program, and then beat Yale after yeah. that ranked Yale. So, you know, I, the two losses that, that Stony Brook men's lacrosse has had have been to great teams. And then the two wins that they've had have been very convincing. Now they've got a big test on Saturday. Uh, they face Brown who was ranked at the start of this week. They're not anymore. Yeah. And I um, actually updated the schedule. Good for them. I'm happy for them. You know, sometimes they, uh, they get with the program. Um, having said that, um yeah so brown brown's a good team obviously um doesn't matter if they're not ranked anymore if they were ranked at one point that means they're a good team you know stopping a good team overnight so this is going to be a big test uh it's another home game third straight home game if stony brook wins man they immediately ascend into contenderhood they it starts the narrative starts changing from this is a good team to oh this team could win the caa yeah and i feel like i feel like they're definitely respected by other teams in the conference. Right. Uh, they were picked to place fourth. Yeah, fourth out of eight. Preseason polls. Yeah, which is which, solid for a newcomer. Which, which a new for a newcomer is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? It's going to be tough, obviously, because Delaware is ranked and they're at the top of the conference. But, you know, to finish second in the conference behind Delaware, that would be an absolute win. Oh, right? yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, it's, it, plus if you've shown the ability to, to play Rutgers and Yale, comp- I'm sorry, Penn state competitively, and then beat Brown, then you can beat Delaware in the postseason tournament. Yeah, it's possible. That, be really good. But again, as I always say, only time will tell. So we'll see what, uh, what the future has in store for the Stony Brook men's lacrosse team. But I think, uh, I think this is going to be a good year for them. So now let's talk about baseball for a second. Um, don't panic. Don't hit the panic button yet. They're 0-6. They have a double-digit team ERA. It's garbage. I'm not going to sit here and lie. The last time they lost six games in a row was the 2014 season, which they also started 0-6. And do you know what they did that year? They went 35-18 and and won the American East regular season. So, like, this doesn't... Okay, it's it's a little tongue in cheek to say this doesn't matter because the stats count and the record counts, and I'm sure Matt Sank isn't happy about being 0 and six. But you know, if the goal is conference tournament champions, then technically this doesn't matter, right? Of course, they immediately can't get an at-large bid. Like that's already gone. Yeah. That's you can't <laughs> you can't lose these games. If if they were 0 and six, but it was like six losses by less than two runs and then they finish the season strong and yeah, not conference the two best teams in the country yeah yeah troy is ranked now but still it's a, that's not enough that's not enough of a consolation however we should point this out too in those three games against troy they had a lead in all three games okay so they're trending upwards right against cal state northridge it was garbage that that i mean they looked rusty they looked they looked like a non-division one team playing against a division one team Mm -hmm. this past weekend it was just competitive and they were the inferior of the two teams so i think as the weather is going to start getting warmer as they um get to start playing home games game stuff getting canceled right 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 as as all that stuff happens i think we're going to see stony brook baseball return towards the norm in baseball Everything seems to gravitate towards the mean. So Stony Brook baseball under Matt Sank has won 60% of its games in his 
30 some odd years here. It's tough to do that after starting 0 and 6, but again, man, 2014, 35 and 18, that's a 66% winning percentage. It's possible. CAA is no America East. I will say that. There are more teams in the CAA and there are more good teams in the CAA, but Stony Brook is not any worse than Delaware or William and Mary or Northeastern. They're good. They'll be fine. They can hit. They can play defense. And I think the pitching is going to turn around. Nick DiGennaro, Ben Farrow, these guys are going to bounce back. It's early. And they're playing kids who go to school in warm weather and have been doing outside hitting drills, live hitting drills since August and had no break from that in December because there was no snow or cold weather. Uh, that's that's let's not hit the panic button yet. Now, if they get swept this week and they're 0-9, I'm 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 jumping off the bandwagon. Yeah. But you know, hold on to your seat for just a little while longer. It is unfortunate that the St. Peter's home opener was canceled because all due respect to St. Peter's, I like what your men's basketball team did last year. Your baseball team, though, sucks. Yeah, so we're, we're big Doug Eater guys. But... <laughs> yes, America East Doug Eater. Last segment before we wrap this thing up, it's 341 right now. Uh, softball is about to break out, and here's why. So softball is good, okay? They're slept on. They were picked to finish, I want to say, fifth out of 10 um, in the preseason polls, maybe fifth out of 11. I don't, I don't remember how many teams there are on the CAA. That, to me, was just, yeah, I mean, I don't know how you're going to overlook them like that. Last year, I was like, okay, the softball team is going to take a big step back. They lost Melissa Rarich, who's the best position player ever in Stony Brook history. Um, they lost Jordan Herring, who was one of the best leadoff hitters in, in Stony Brook history. I, I mean, they, they lose Jordan Nowakowski, who's a very good catcher. And Corinne Badger was going to step in, and she was like an 068 hitter. How can I trust any of this? And then last year happened, and I was like, oh, Ashley Jacobson's a first-team all-conference player. Mm-hmm. Kira McFarland's a beast. Corinne Badger's one of the best catchers in the nation. Okay, they're going to be fine. They returned that whole team this year. Mm-hmm. Last year's team won, what, they were 31-16? and 16? So 66% winning percentage, okay? And they were in first place in the America East until the final two days last year, okay? And then the whole team came back, except for Dawn Bodrick and Shelby Denman, which big losses, but to return that entire offensive unit and to think that they're going to be middle of the road, Mm. yeah, right. Rough first series, uh, first tournament, I should say, two and three, but still got out of there with two wins, and one of those wins was against a ranked team. 23rd ranked uh, Mississippi State Bulldogs. So Mia Haynes is really coming along nicely. Transfer acquisition pitcher. They got a, a sophomore lefty who did not pitch last year because she was hurt. Maddie Mail, but she's a stud too. Um, Ashton Malaise has to pick it up. She is struggling significantly. So we'll see how Ashton does. Uh, she's got it in her. But right now they've definitely got two really good pitchers. And if Ashton can pick it up a third one. Um, I think that this team is about to break out again, two and three, that first series. And then last weekend, they, they went two and one played much better back to 500 and now in four and four, they go down back down to Florida to play in the FIU tournament. We'll see how they do there. It's another five game tournament. If they can get out of there with three wins, even if they get out of there, two wins, even if they're there six and seven coming out of tournament play, when they come back up Northeast, I'm chilling. I think that team's about to break out. So so I think that they're in good uh, good position. Negan Bryant, excellent coach, knows what she's doing, been here for a million years, won a million games. They're going to be fine. Yeah, They're going to be fine. Don't hit the panic button on baseball and and keep buying stock and softball. Yeah. Buy it while it's cheap. Like you said about softball, it's here about baseball. It's the same deal with softball that, you know, once they return home, it starts getting warmer yeah. and they stop playing against teams that have been playing in warm weather for, you know, 
the entire winter. Yeah, you don't have to stay in hotels. Yeah. You know, you know, the other thing, too, is with softball is with these tournaments, they play a different team every game. Like, at least baseball is playing the same team because mm-hmm. they're playing series. Softball doesn't get its first series until yeah. next week, I believe, because this is their last preseason tournament. And also just touching on this, like this weekend, they don't even know who the teams are going to play yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. TBA. It's, and and it starts tomorrow. It's, it's, <laughs> like, it's tough to scout when you don't know who you're playing. Yeah. Yeah. Good morning, guys. You're going to be playing Norfolk State today. Yeah. Are they good? I don't know. We'll see. But uh, but that's a good program and a good team that's going to score a lot of runs, especially when they come back home and CAA play starts. Mm-hmm. So that's the update. That's all I've got for you. You guys want to say anything? You want to give any plugs or whatever? Uh, I think we got everything. And uh, good luck to the hockey team this weekend. Hopefully they could pull up the upset and uh, win two tournaments in a row this year. That's right. And Tanaj Petway told us specifically, support them in March. The calendar has turned to March. So I'm not allowed to say go see wolves. That's biased, but go see wolves. All right, guys. Thank you.